through verse 23, to me, are probably the scariest verses in the entire Bible. We're going to get into that, but let's pray. Father, we are so thankful to be here tonight. We're so thankful to open your word. God, I pray that you would speak to us tonight. God, we didn't come here just to hang out. We didn't come here just to talk about potatoes. We came here to experience you. We came here to open your word. God, I know that you have a plan and a purpose for each person in this room tonight. God, whether, I don't know what their background looks like, whether they've had a great week, a tough week, or a hard life, or a great life, God, but I know that life in you is the best life. So God, in this time, would you speak to us through your word, Holy Spirit, fill us afresh, encourage us, let us leave here with our eyes fixed on you, in Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, Amen. 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 In 2016, uh, I bought a house in West Effort. Anybody West Effort? Yeah. A couple, a couple. I owe you a pair of Air AirPods, don't I? Julie, remind me. I got to get her AirPods. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Did we boo West Effort? What are we, the Eagles? We were the Eagles. I was an Eagle. Yeah, give me one of your West Effort. Hey, you're West Effort. Throw, throw. But you went to GCIT. So not that loyal. Okay, uh, yes, GCIT, GCIT is better. Anyway, I bought a, a house in, in West Africa. It was exciting. It was the, the first house that I bought. It was like, I guess that's what you do. You get older and you get married and then you buy a house. And so we bought a house and uh, I brought my, my dad with me when we were like doing the inspection and looking at it. And he wasn't like super pumped about it, but I was like, this is like all we can afford and I, and I, want, I gotta get a house. And so I was like, you know what, we're doing it. We're having a baby, I need a house. And so I, I bought the house and, uh, but like I said, my dad wasn't super pumped about it. And this is what he said to me. I don't love the bones. I said, what? What are you talking about? He's like, the bones to a house. I'm like, the bones to a house? The a house has bones? He's like, yeah, you know, the structure, the interior, the walls, how it was built. And so I was like, nah, it's going to be great. I'm going to love it. It's great. We need a house. And so what happened was we bought the house. We moved in. It was great. We were making, us, making it our own. But days like today, I hate it the most. I hated it. Exactly. When it rained. Because when it rained, this crazy thing happened in my basement. I would open the door, hallelujah, there would just be four to five inches of water just sitting in my basement. My heater was on the ground, my, my washer, my dryer, they had, they were, it was water everywhere. And now, just a little tip for you, if there's water in the basement, you just don't, boom, you don't just pop down because there could be like live electric. So you just dip a toe in, boom, you're like, so you gotta be careful if there's water in your basement. And so when I looked at the forecast and I saw rain, Oh boy, I just sit around, I'll be stressed, and every like couple hours I go down there and I look, and I'll look down, and then I look again, and I look again, and then I'll be like, all right, no, no water, no water today, fantastic. And then I'll wake up in the morning, I'll go down and check, and there'll just be five, five inches of water, and I'll be stressed, I'm like, hey, I don't know what I'm gonna do, and I've got sub pumps down there, and I'm, I'm moving water around, and it was, it was one of those things that I, I really didn't like. Now, throw on top of that, now, let's be a little technical, but, but, but work with me here. When, when you buy a house, you do the inspection, right? I didn't know that the, the water, the floods were gonna come every time it rained in my basement, but one of the things that they did find 
was that the inside of the basement wall was caving in. So when my dad was like, hey, I don't know about this house, I was like, I got the report back and I was like, ugh, <laughs> uh, that wall's caving in, yeah, yeah, it's starting to bow in. And I'm like, well, that's not good. And the realtor's like, nah, nah, don't worry about it. They got fixes for that. I was like, they had fixes for that? She's like, yeah, yeah, what they do is they, they get braces and they brace the wall and they dig down into the, you know, down and then they build up and it attaches and, and the wall's not going to move. And we'll be able to check it so if the wall is keep caving in, we'll know. And then you can just replace it. I'm like, you can replace a wall in your basement? She's like, no, yeah, it's fine. So anyway, every time it rained, I was looking at this wall, I was looking at this water pouring in, and it was one of those things that always just made me like nerve. Like, it sounds weird, doesn't it? It's raining, like come on, let's deal with this. But it just stressed me out so much because I knew I was gonna be down in a cold, wet, soggy, disgusting basement. Praise God, hallelujah. Thank God for his blessing. It's one of those things, um, you know, it's like, you don't really think of it, like you buy a house and it's like you get water in your basement. But anyway, I ended up getting a sump pump in there and then I moved. There you have it. Verse 21. Let, let's talk about that verse 21 real quick. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now, when you're reading scripture, you want to look for words like but, or, in this case, therefore. Because when you look at your Bible and you read this in scripture, it's going to have it in two different headings, right? True and false disciples, the wise and foolish builder. But look at verse 24. Verse 24 starts with what? Therefore. Therefore. So it's connecting these two passages to uh, scripture together Jesus is teaching on the Sermon on the Mount he's connecting this one thought he has there it's not two thoughts it's one thought and he says therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock the rain came down the streams rose the winds blew and it beat against the house yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. Now, when I was reading this verse, I had some tension in me because both are in practice. Jesus is saying, hey, um, you, you prophesied in my name. You did miracles in my name. You cast out demons in my name. What makes me a little nervous there is like, that's some pretty legit stuff. Real quick. Uh, anybody just cast out a demon in somebody real quick? Like, uh, out of you demon, the demon jumps out or just prophesy and it's coming to pass? Like, they're doing some incredible stuff in practice. They're doing it. And then Jesus says, therefore, anyone who, anyone who's wise and does my word is like, he's like a wise man who's built his house on the rock. Practice. Listen. Do. And so I have some tension in this verse. Because... The people that do aren't getting into heaven, and over here Jesus is saying, hey, be a wise person and do the work. Both are in practice. Both are in practice. Do you see that here? Am I the only one that's reading this verse and going, hey, wait a second. You're saying, prophesy, cast out demons, doing what seems like what God's called them to do. And he says, therefore, everyone who uses these words of mindset put them into practice is like a wise man. Wait a second. 
Aren't they practicing? Aren't they doing? They're casting out demons. They're prophesying. Seems like they're doing the work of the ministry. So you have this, this, this idea of practice, but it's the foundation. Jesus is coming back and he's going, hey, the, the, if the practice is there, it's not about the practice. It's about the foundation. It's the foundation because, listen, who Jesus is speaking about here, the Pharisees, uh, the teachers of the law, all, all of that, they're doing it. They're doing it, but with the wrong foundation. Don't miss it here, youth, that we're not just doing stuff for God to be accepted. We're doing stuff by God, for God, because we are accepted. So the foundation has to be right. That you can clap. The foundation has to be right. The, the tension here is that both are in practice, but the foundation has to be in Christ. I need a drink, I'm sorry. Thank you, Christian. Clap for Christian. What's that foundation? The foundation is the rock. Listen to what it says in Psalms 18, verse 2. It says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My rock is my rock in whom, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and my horn, my salvation and my stronghold. So much of this is rooted down. Your identity, who you are in Christ, cannot just be in your practice or cannot be in your practice and what you do. It has to be firmly and securely only on who God is. That's the foundation. Any other foundation is going to let you down. Any way that you build your life on, anything that you do, or, or what school that you go to, what sports that you play, all of that will not last. What will last, what is a firm foundation, is a foundation that is in who God is. The finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. That's a firm foundation. That has to be your identity. Not in what you do, youth. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 8. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I set you apart. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord, behold, I don't know how to speak. Listen to this part. For I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth. For all to whom I send, you shall go. And whoever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. I was at church on Sunday and uh, kind of have a different, uh, a different role on Sunday. I, I oversee like a bunch of teams and church and, and house service, you know, like services and people. And so I was doing eye out for, for people on Sunday. And so I, I saw this guy and I connect with him, you know, pretty often. And I was talking to him like, man, how are you doing? How are you doing? He's trying to quit smoking. So I was like, how are you doing? You know, quitting and, and all this stuff. And he was like, you know, I'm just struggling. And, you know, I, I mess up all the time. I make mistakes. You know, I'm such an idiot. And I said, whoa, whoa, don't, don't, you don't say that. He goes, oh, no, you know, I just don't. I don't get enough. You don't say that about yourself. That's not who you are in Christ. Yeah. I go, ah, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's all right, it's all right. Oh, I'm really sorry. I'm going to stop apologizing to me. But it's one of those things that if your foundation cannot be built on what you do, 
whether good or bad. Like even here, the Pharisees seems like they're doing good things. Yet it's not a firm foundation. It's not a firm foundation. When we go to the bad, and then when we mess up, when we make mistakes, we fall short, we mess up, miss the mark, sin, then it's like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? One of the things I find interesting about this text is that oftentimes in Scripture, rain is a sign of blessing. Oftentimes, that's what it is. They pray for rain, they need rain. And one of the things I want to talk to you about is that if your foundation isn't built on Christ, no matter what season comes out, you won't want last. Whether it's bad or good. Because a blessing can come, but you won't be able to handle that blessing. You'll lose your character. You'll lose your integrity. You'll make mistakes. You'll mess up. And it won't be able to be firm because it's been on what you can do. And so good things will come and you won't be able to handle it. And some of you bad things will come. A storm will come. And you won't be able to handle it. We try to build our life on who we are by what we do. It's not going to last. There's a, kind of like a leadership guru. His name's, uh, I think it's Simon Sinek. Is that his name? Yeah. Simon Sinek. He wrote a book uh, on leadership. He said it starts with why. I, I kind of disagree with that in the sense that I don't think it starts with why. I think it starts with who. It starts with who. It starts with who you are in Christ. Knowing your identity as a firm foundation in the finished work of of Christ, knowing who Jesus is, that has to be your foundation, youth. And I gotta speak real quick to the, the Christians here who have been following Jesus for quite some time. Is that okay? You leaders, students who've been following Jesus, I, I hear this pretty often. And it's this idea of, Jay, I know you heard this before, um, I wanna go deep. And listen, I, I don't want to ever talk you out of getting after the things of God, growing in your knowledge of God, reading your word, understanding theological beliefs, what we believe as Christians. I am passionate about understanding Christian doctrine. I want you to have a deep-rooted understanding of Christian theology and what we believe in the Bible. So don't listen to me when I say that. Like, I, I, I'm not saying, hey, don't, don't. Chase after the riches and the knowledge and the bigness and the glory and the holiness of our God. But one of the things that, when I was reading this verse, it made me think of, quote-unquote, going deep. Oftentimes, you could go deep and dig up your foundation of knowing who God is. That like you can go, quote-unquote, go so deep that you're moving past the finished work of Christ and his righteousness being sufficient for your life, and you start going, no, deep is just doing what the what what what, what prophesying. Cassia, that's deep. Can I encourage you? The foundation is Christ. The foundation is God. You don't dig past deep, you don't dig deep past that, and your foundation starts getting rocky, starts getting loose. So it's getting built on the same because you were like, oh, well, I, I just need to get deep. And you started relying more on what you knew about God than actually knowing God. I want to uh, close with this. You guys can actually send your feet. I'll end here. 
says the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and yet, and it fell with a great crash. I, I hated that. <laughs> I hate it. I just did not like that West Effort house because the foundation wasn't on the right. Yeah. And it made me nervous. Like in a, in a row, I was like, is this house gonna stand? Like, this is part of me? Like, I'm my family in here. The reason that you don't need to be scared or nervous of verses 21 through 23, where it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. You don't need to be scared of that verse because your foundation is in Christ. Your foundation's right. And so you don't need to be nervous or scared. I'll go, oh my gosh, because my, my salvation, my hope, my confidence, my future, it is a firm foundation on God. Verse 28, it says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. This is the end of what's called the Sermon on the Mount. It's finishing up here. Jesus is teaching. He's wrapping it up. And the crowds are amazed at the authority that Jesus carried. Not like the ones of the teacher of the law. Do you know why? Because Jesus' foundation was in God. It was in God. And the teachers of the law was in what they knew, how they taught, how they sounded, what was on the outside. It was like an amazing house with amazing landscaping. Everything was great on the outside, yet on the inside, the bones of the house was falling apart. There were wall braces all down in the basement and flooded all the time. The foundation was not strong. Yet God, when God is the the cornerstone, the foundation in your life, your authority comes from that. Not in what school you go to, not in the sports that you play, not in the friend group that you have, not in how many likes you get on social media, not on how many followers you have, not in any of that. That's the good news of the gospel, is that your foundation can be secure in Jesus, in the finished work of who God is. I said, I know who I am. I know who I am. I know that it's not in what I do, the good or the bad. I know who I am in Christ, in the finished work that he came and bled and he died for me. And so now I worship like I know that. I come into a space like this on a Wednesday night going, oh my gosh, I am forgiven and loved and I have a firm foundation. He is my rock and my salvation and you worship like you know that. Father, oh, this we pray for you tonight. Father, I pray in this time of worship we would be reminded of your goodness and your faithfulness. God, remind us that our foundation is built on you. Not in anything else firmly and securely on you, Jesus. I pray in this time of worship we would be reminded of who we are in you. That we're not who anybody else says we are. Not our friends, not the people we go to school with or play sports with, God. We are defined by you. You are our firm foundation. 
God, would you work and move in this time? Lord, we love you and we give it to you. In Jesus' name. Hey church, True North Youth is happening on Wednesday nights right here at our Mullica Hill campus at 7 o'clock. It's from 7 to 8.30 and we really want to cultivate an environment of just relationships and encouragement right here at youth. So no matter where your student finds themselves during the week, whether they have a, a good week at school or a bad week at school where they're struggling in sports or wherever they may find themselves, they can come in on a Wednesday night and experience some encouragement, some hope, some peace that they can come in during praise and worship and have a God encounter. And we really believe that when they come into youth on a Wednesday night, they're gonna leave changed, empowered, and encouraged. So we would love to host your students here at youth seven o'clock right here at our Mullica Hill campus. We would love to see them out.